0: Welcome, mamas, to the Simply Whole Moms podcast, where we talk all the real stuff. Real life, real food, with real moms. And we promise, no BS. I'm Kara, a certified nutritionist
1: and backyard chicken owner. I'm Nicole, espresso lover and clean beauty junkie. We've been friends for 17 years. We've gone from being babies to raising babies. And together, we're the Simply Whole Moms Moms podcast, we are thrilled to welcome today's guest. Her name is Becky Kaiser, and she um, released a book recently called Sacred Holidays, Less Chaos, More Jesus. I'm raising my hand because that's what I need this holiday season, and I bet you do too. She's also written two Advent studies that I know I'm about to pop on Amazon and grab one so I can start getting my heart right for Christmas because it's already December and I feel just a tad frazzled so we had a great conversation with her and um, she had some really awesome tips and nuggets of information about how we can take our holidays and make them sacred so I hope you enjoy Becky as much as we did
0: we are so excited about today's episode and if you are like me or Nicole you're probably a little stressed about the holidays <laughs> maybe just a little <laughs> And so we have an expert for you who's here <laughs> here to help you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, I don't know if I'd call myself an expert, but I do love the holidays. And um, so my name, is Becky Kaiser, I live in the Woodlands, Texas, which is just north of town of Houston. And I've been married to Chris for right at 11 years. We just had our anniversary and I have three girls. I have a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and an eight-year-old girl. So I stay home with them. Well, the olders are in school now, so I actually used to be a stay-at-home mom, so that's why I say I stay home with them. But really, they're all in school now. Um, The three-year-old started preschool this year, and I have a ministry called Sacred Holidays that I started a few years ago out of a personal felt need of feeling like I went crazy during the holidays and just wanted something to focus my heart and my faith around. And just recently in October, I released my first book called Sacred Holidays um, with Lifeway. So it's on Amazon and everywhere books are sold online. Um, That's a resource to help women, not just with Christmas that's coming up, but with every holiday all throughout the year. And then those common struggles that we all deal with during the holidays.
0: So what is your favorite thing that you do with those, those sweet
2: little girls, three-year-old? That's the best. Three-year-old. It, it, it's like the best and not the best. <laughs> like I was telling, I tell people all the time, we call her three danger, our little tornado. It's like, some people say the terrible twos. And I think it's like the very, very challenging, tenacious threes are, are but it's like at the same time, you're right. Like it's, as fun and as exciting as it is, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but our favorite thing, like, I mean, we have all girls. So it is dancing and art projects and planning our front yard, doing gymnastics. And they're really into, like, pretending to be cheerleaders lately and riding bikes. We live on a great street with a lot of families. So we're constantly playing in the street with neighbors.
0: Oh, my goodness. I, I have one girl. And she
1: is a handful. So I can't imagine three. Nicole has two. Yeah. I have two. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And everything I'm saying about the crazy threes, I forgot. And they're yeah. in right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like childbirth where it's like you forget how terrible that last trimester is and birthing a person is. Because then you get the baby and it's awesome. And the same, like, five, once they're four and five, like... They're like into reading and you can have real conversations with them and they start being more reasonable. And but that three, it's challenging. Well,
1: challenging is a good word. I'm gonna adopt that into my there you go. Like, there you oh,
2: go. Not <laughs> awful. Not awful. Not, awful. <laughs> Not awful. That's another one you could say.
0: <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about what you do for Advent with your girls and how you kind mm-hmm. of like view the concept of Advent and all of that
2: yeah so for anyone who doesn 't know what Advent is is it 's simply those days leading up to Christmas. so traditionally, it starts four Sundays before Christmas some don 't start it till December first, like probably all of us saw the advent calendars with the you could pop out the chocolate at the stores growing up um, and so it 's just that process of fixing your heart on Jesus, focusing on who he is and celebrating his coming. And, you know, it's a really interesting question of what does that look like for my girls? And really it backs up before that of, I started actually with Advent eight years ago or seven years ago, rather, because I wanted Christmas to be more meaningful for my kids. I saw just how crazy and commercial it was. And that first year, I think I bought my four month old 25 gifts and she couldn't even sit up yet, you know, and it was just, it was crazy. And, so it started with almost a social experiment of how can how can the holidays be more meaningful for my kids and and i saw this trend that it would feel magical and be magical during the believing years but then when you kind of exit that then it's just kind of like you're in a funk until you have kids again and then then people would tell me oh just wait till you have grandkids, it's magical again and I felt like for, for those of us who believe, it shouldn't we shouldn't ride that same roller coaster. There's to be something intrinsically magical about it all the time because it's so significantly meaningful. And at the same time, as I was trying to find ways to make it meaningful for my kids, I felt like the Lord just said to me, listen, you need to listen to the flight attendant. And instead of constantly trying to put these oxygen masks on your kids so that they have a meaningful Christmas, Becky, you have got to put the oxygen mask on yourself. And so it actually started for me about five years ago then of saying, okay, I need to study scripture in a more intentional way during the holidays. So that's when I started looking and trying to find Advent Bible studies that could help my heart fixate on celebrating the coming of Jesus. And three years ago is when I wrote my first Advent study, just of a desire to dig in deeper to scripture um, than what I was finding at the time that was out there and and how it has affected my kids is simply I have been affected and so I'm naturally affecting my children so we don't we've tried doing like the family devo time like I starting when he was probably one we for sure have done the Jesse tree we've done other ones that are like the Jesse tree those simply just haven't really ever worked for us at the season my age of ages that my kids were of I'm number one I'm not a super great craft mom and so it became it was way more stressful and I saw all my other friends who are like super crafty and homeschooly and like they did this so well and I'm like I was so mad at my kids after every <laughs> like family demo time. And so for us it was more fixating our heart on Jesus, fixating my heart on Jesus so that I could genuinely and with joy share these stories with my kids. And then shifting the perspective of the holidays away from the gifts and the consumerism of it and just it being about a celebration that Jesus is coming and telling them that story again and again and again, and teaching them what it means to love others well during this season. But this is our first year. We are trying to intentionally do Advent candles with them. And tonight is our first night to light the first candle. So I'll post later on how that went.
0: Very cool. So tell me, tell me about what you do personally for yourself. And I know you have the, you have two different Advent devotionals. Are you doing one of the one or other of those every year? Or do you do something different?
2: Yeah. So we, with Sacred Holidays, we have two Advent studies available right now. We actually, they're re-releases. So they're, we revamped them. So they're fresh new content this year um, before we did a new study each year. Um, so both the For All and hea study is available on Amazon anytime. So for those listening to this show, if you're like, um, it's the middle of December, I'm just, I, my moment has passed. It has not passed. The most significant thing you can do For your heart, for your family, for your children, is to do something that's gonna intentionally stir your affections for Christ through His Word, that's gonna make this narrative, that's gonna make this celebration season come to life. So I would recommend whether you do a sacred holiday study, or maybe your church is going through something together, or your girlfriends are all doing another study, find something and do it and commit to it. And from there, each day as a mom, Ask the Lord, hey, what can I teach my kids? How can I apply this with my kids? How can I say, hey, you know what, mommy you learned this morning? God is just. And what that means is this. And our God is gracious. Whatever is the topic you're studying that day, you get to share that with your kids. So doing an Advent study is my number one suggestion to people. Um, A lot of times during these crazy busy seasons, we tend to pull back a little bit or we quote unquote, give ourselves grace when the seasons are busy. And what I would encourage women to do is let's, yes, we should give ourselves grace, but not on this issue and not too much grace. Uh, We we give ourselves grace when, you know, our three-year-old is losing their mind and you lose your mind a little bit too. You give yourself grace in that moment, and then you move on. We don't say, this is a busy season. I'm going to give myself grace on connecting with the Father, because that is not better for you. So we choose to celebrate Him. We choose to focus on Him. And then we're able to love our kids better. Another thing you can do that's my second favorite thing to do is do Advent candles. So a lot of people have seen these at churches. Do y'all's church do that? Have you seen this done?
0: my church growing up did is it? People,
2: yeah
1: like yeah. they yeah yes yes yeah,
2: so that's such a it's such a great question because our churches every church kind of does it differently some churches have colors and you focus on a certain word I so I have some videos on the sacred holidays.com website where you can watch how it works in your home but moving it into your home and having it there too that same way like Your Christmas tree, all lit up, is so whimsical and bright, and it just makes your heart happy. Your Advent candles will do the same thing for your spiritual focus, that it will show you, remind you, like, with first you start off with all the candles dark and not lit, and it reminds you that without Christ, we have no hope. We have no way. We cannot see. And then each week you light one more candle. And the expectancy of Christ is kind of like when you're pregnant of when you hit that first trimester mark and the 20-week ultrasound and the second trimester mark. Like at each of those marks, you get more and more excited of the coming of Jesus. That, those lights will stir that same excitement for you. And it will be just as significant as the tree is over time. So those are two super easy things you can do, whether you're listening to this podcast at the beginning of December, end of December, or right before Christmas.
0: I love it. Um, so you mentioned in, when you were talking a couple of your attributes of God, just and gracious, or I think the ones you said, and I know that is one of um, your Advent calendars is studying mm-hmm. the attributes of Him. What is the one that's resonating the most with you right now?
2: So, the Advent it just started, so i'm I um, just started the most recent one was god is was it gracious i haven 't done my reading for today. I did the light one, and it was that that when we start in darkness, we have so many unknowns and um, it was in second Peter, and it talked about that we are commissioners of light, and we are supposed to bring light into the darkness and it was so enlightening enlightening <laughs> for me to to just remember during the season as I am in the carpool pickup line, as I'm at target for the 10 building month time, as I'm with family members, that I am commissioned to be like a steward of this gift of light to other people. Um, Last year I did the for all study and that's the one that's like the Christmas narrative. And it was so transformative for me. I had never stepped in and connected with each and every character and piece of the Christmas story starting In um, the garden, and you know, because this podcast is for moms. What was really impactful about that study for me too was I was able to tell the story to my kids so much better, and we ended up actually acting it out on Christmas Day. In the past, have you done that? that So I did it
0: as a kid. I acted. Okay, we always did every year. That's
2: that is so, I had heard people say that they will do that or they'll have their kids do a movie of it or something. And so I was like, well, let's try it. And I narrated it for them and they would take turns. We start, the study starts with even the garden. So our need for a savior. And so they like loved pretending like, Oh my goodness, I'm naked. And then like one person pretended to be the snake slithering and then going all the way to Mary and Joseph and the angel. And, for them to get to act out those pieces of the story is a tradition that we were only able to do because my heart had been so entrenched in the story of Jesus and his his birth story over those days leading up to Christmas.
1: Yeah. I think like, and I'm not blaming Pinterest because it's their <laughs> no. purposes, but I've right. gotten caught up. I mean, since my oldest turned like two in like the, okay, we're going to have one thing a day, like either the chocolates Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I like have spent time crafting this calendar where we do something special every day and it makes me anxious and then it just turns into being about the activity or the chocolate Mm -hmm. or the thing. And so this year I just didn't do anything. And for you. no one like asked about it. Yeah. No, no one did anything. And I'm finding though that like on the fifth, I'm like, okay, let's try to talk about this like intentionally, or like
2: mm-hmm. do something
1: without the pressure. And I feel like that's what you're describing. And I want that.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, good. The, like fist bump through the podcast microphone right now because that's what we're talking about. Like we give ourselves grace in the things that need grace, but not in the things that don't. And You know, like I have some friends that like they really find so much joy and like the Lord uses their creativity when they do craft type things like those Jesse tree type programs where you decorate all the ornaments in the day or advent bags, everything perfect and planned out. That gives them so much joy and meaning and they're able to express their creativity. But it's identifying, just like you did, of, you know what, actually, I hate that. (laughs) So so that brings me more chaos. And Sacred Holidays, the tagline of the book, is less chaos, more Jesus. And we're never going to be able to get rid of the chaos, but we can focus and do less of the chaos and more of the things of Jesus.
0: I was just, this is not Jesus related holiday, but I was just at Santa <laughs> this, yeah. uh, this weekend with my kids. And I just had this moment, you know, it is, it's chaos. It was Bass vast. Yeah. There yeah. are kids everywhere. Parents are yelling yeah. at their kids. Kids are throwing fits. And I just had this right. moment, like standing next to my husband, I was holding his hand where I was like, like like yes it's chaotic but like this is is the most beautiful thing ever like watching yes. our kids be so excited and like ex- like like genuinely ex- like i was i felt like i was experiencing it with them yes. instead of like just running around and telling them to put things down which of course there's a place for He's behaving, <laughs> but like it was just like like I just felt like I would like squeezed his hand and was just kind of like this is it like I don't want to miss these moments because I'm so worried about getting home for nap and having yeah and it's not like I didn't feel like it was like some monumental thing like my behavior didn't change and moment. The- it was right. just my mind set yeah aged.
2: Good job. That's like a simply whole mom moment right there. I feel like <laughs> hashtag that moment of just like taking it in and appreciating it for what it is and having a realistic expectation. We talk about that in the book a lot of your your kids are going to be kids. Let them be kids. So for I tell women, like, if you want to do Family Depot time, do it, but have the expectation that. Your two-year-old's probably going to have a tantrum during it. Your three-year-old might wet their pants during it. And your eight-year-old's going to roll their eyes. You know, like, let's have realistic expectations of these moments, not letting them to be chaotic, but letting them. So to me, it's not even overtly about Jesus a lot of times, like standing in line for Santa, but... Jesus was constantly with crowds and with people, and he took it in. He loved others well. He saw people, and that's exactly what you did. So to me, that's totally sacred. That's totally a way of Jesus of being present in the moment, seeing people, and loving people.
0: Yeah, so this this time of year, man, it 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 really can, like, I feel myself, like, like just anxiety kind of building, like while I'm on the target website, trying to figure out mm-hmm. gifts and stuff. And even that is something like I was just telling Nicole before we started this, I'm not like, I'm not enjoying get, getting gifts this year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like yeah. one more thing that I have to do, get, get them checked off the list. And I'm not enjoying doing it. Doing it. And I'm like, what is the alternative to gift giving? Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. No. That's, I, I feel like that's something most people feel and sometimes I think there's every person's different so some people it's just like you may just like not love shopping or gift giving or any of that and that's fine sometimes we just have to like me I'm gonna have to cook meals sometimes and I don't love it <laughs> you know, like so that to me doesn't bring me as much joy but for like some things you might do for gift giving is like you know, some people don't like it just because of the financial strain and so budgeting a year out takes all that pressure off for a lot of people. Um, one thing I we do with our kids especially, and I do too, is I'll start a list. So this is something you can do for next year. Is start a list on your phone in the notes app of people and just start to try pay attention. Like, So list out all the people you're going to buy gifts for and then make notes throughout the year of little things they mention. And when you attach more meaning to the gift of what is something that they really like or they'd never buy for themselves or... Um, the great thing is when you have kids in your life is you can make it craft ideas that the kids do or hand print ornaments someplace um but yeah sometimes we just have to do things and then other times we can just pause and take a deep breath and ask the lord to give me joy in this make me help me to be creative like you were creative in creating the world and um But sometimes there's not like a spiritual right answer for it. We just sometimes have to do things too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think too, like for, for me, I've been trying to do more like, let's go get coffee together every day in January, like my treats, like every, you know. Every Saturday morning or whatever, let's do that. And
2: experiences instead of something you can just buy at Target. Yeah.
0: And I, well, and you know, if you, you know, with your three girls, like stuff is just everywhere. I mean, all the right. time. It's like, and like there's a part of me that's like thinking about how to clean out my house for right. all the stuff that's coming, which is just so <laughs> like it's so sad, quite honestly. It like kind of yeah. grosses me out a little bit. I'm like, you know and it, it it gives my kids grandparents so much joy to do that right that, like i yeah. would never want to take that joy i mean it, it's more than they're loving the experience of giving my kids gifts totally. Yes. But it's also like, I just on the drive to record this, I was telling my older son, I was asking him, Do you want to give anybody a gift? And the whole time, mm-hmm. he just kept saying, No, I want a gift. My yeah. mm-hmm. And my heart was yeah. just like falling apart in the car. I'm like, No.
2: can yeah. like, no. not about you. <laughs>
0: I'm like, Well, yeah. you know, Jesus.
2: You know <laughs> <trying?"> <laughs> like, this is going
0: terrible. This is going terrible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, you've got to give yourself grace with all those moments because you're going to find your way your your kids are still so young and like find your way with it and um i've felt the same way and we started a few years ago of instead of doing like where our kids make wish lists even for grandparents we don't do that we i'll make recommendations to grandparents but otherwise we don't have our kids do wish lists we have them make like gift lists. so i I actually, I'm going to share it on social media, I think in the next day or two, but I'll print off a picture and put all pictures like on one page for our kids. And we take, so they are constantly thinking, what am I going to get Aunt Katie? What am I going to get Gigi? What am I going to get Grammy? And they are more focused at Christmas on who they're going to give a gift to. And then for birthdays, we do birthday wish lists. So we go big all out on birthdays because that day should be all about that's them. Right, and our right. family it's like that whole month actually should be all about you. Um, but so that's one like tiny shift we can do with our young ones is instead of focusing on wish list and what you want for Christmas, make it of, Oh, who can you give? And as you keep doing just like what you just did, i just changing the conversation. So when they're, when you're at target, and you're shopping, they're like, I want this. And you could be like, put it on your wish list, honey. Just be like, awesome, that's a cool gift. And then you keep going. Right. And you don't make it about the wish list conversation, but instead you could switch it like, oh, do you think Cousin Emery would like that instead? Or just trying to shift their focus to being generous givers instead of entitled receivers. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's something that just takes a lot of time. And one easy way we do that too so it doesn't break the bank is we take our girls to the dollar store. So we just did this last weekend is that same sheet of paper that has everyone's picture on it. We take them to the dollar store and they get to pick out one gift for each person on that list. And we both come from divorced homes. So we have like 22 people yes. on on that list because we have lots of grandparents and cousins, our uncles and aunts and cousins. And um, and they get the, the pets of the family, something as well. And so they each get $1 per person. If they want to buy someone another gift, they have to use money from their piggy bank. And so it only cost us 60, it's like $68 to buy gifts for all of our extended family from our girls. And they have so much fun getting to go to the dollar store and pick out something for everyone. I love
0: it. Well, I just think the practice of writing a wish list is so unhealthy. Like even for me as yeah. an adult, because you sit there and you yeah. start coming up with all these other things you want. You're like, oh, and then it's all of a sudden you're discontent with what you have, which before you exactly. started
2: the list, you weren't. But, <laughs> but now right. you
0: sat yeah. there and thought about all the things you want. Suddenly you're discontent.
2: Yes, or it's like you got a, a really awesome sweater, or a cool pair of shoes for Christmas. You're like, but I wanted a Stitch Fix member- membership. And it's you're constantly, that's so accurate that when we, even if you text someone like, tell me what you want for Christmas, then we're just buying each other's Amazon wish list as opposed to, which is no different than just giving someone a gift card. Instead of saying, I think that they might really like this, that I see something in them. So one thing we did last year is, what is something for our parents? Because I feel like parents are always really, really hard to shop for because for the most part, they can just get whatever they want to get or they already have what they want. So it's tricky. And so last year, one of the things we wanted to do is give gifts that showed them something we believed in about them. And so we tried to be really like intentional with what we were going to purchase. And we ended up going to an antique store and finding a lot of the gifts there and finding things that kind of represented something we saw in them. Um, So I think sometimes we just need to slow down a little bit and ask, like, what would be a meaningful thing? What would show them that we love them as opposed to just scratching something off the list that they'd already buy for themselves? Right.
0: Which is, I think, where I am right now in my practice of gift giving is it's like, we got to get these people off the list. We got to get these gifts (laughs) You know, like, I I need to get these wrapped and under the tree. We need to move on. You know, right? I just need to slow down a little bit and just kind of. Slow down for a second. Yes. I like that a lot.
2: And team up with a girlfriend. Like, we all can go together. Like, so let's go to Starbucks date and brainstorm together. And so you can make it fun without doing something you don't like.
0: I have, I have friends that do it with their husband as a date night. Like, they yes. go and they get basically in one long night get all, a majority of their kids gifts and mm-hmm. they have dinner and they just make it all happen. Get a sitter and... That's an expensive mm-hmm.
2: date night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's actually less that we do that because I used to do all the Christmas shopping and I would always get in trouble because I do just a little bit more than my Dave Ramsey husband had budgeted for and I get in trouble every single year. And so then I was more out of spite, like, fine, you're coming with me then. <laughs> and now he's the one adding extra things to the cart like, oh, but this would be good. Yep. Yeah. So it's become a fun tradition for us. We do it too.
1: Yeah. Well, my husband just likes to procrastinate. So he's he mm-hmm. even like that Christmas is not on his radar. Yeah. A huge snowman in my front yard. And he's <laughs> like, Oh, we'll talk about it next week. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Well, I like- and I love it too. The idea that you have sacred holidays, like they're mm-hmm. set apart and they're mm-hmm. different instead yeah. of just like every other day, or even yeah. just like, it, it makes me think of like the commercials on TV that they start running like before Thanksgiving. And like, mm-hmm. I think they had like a black Monday before the black <laughs> Friday. And I was like, what is going on? It, I just, I love the idea of hijacking Christmas back and being like, no, yeah. we're taking this and setting it apart mm-hmm. and we're going yeah. to flow and we're going to enjoy with intention.
2: Yes. Good. I'm so glad.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So two, like two things that I would recommend, and I'm drawing a blank on exactly what I said in there, because the conflict, the drama, and then the realistic expectations chapters blend in my head. Yes, yes. But I'll give you two two points of advice, and surely it will hit one of them. Number one, the having realistic expectations of what people are capable of giving you. So it was the, I was going to a counselor because to me, one of the most simply whole things I can do for myself is go to counseling when I need it. Um, and I was at a counselor discussing one family member I was just really struggling with. And she looked me in the eye and she said, Becky, you are having unrealistic expectations for what they're capable of giving you. You are expecting that an unhealthy person to behave in a healthy way. And it has radically changed our relationship. I mean, I still sometimes revert to the 13-year-old version of myself right. when I'm around this person. But for the most part, I'm able to say, I can expect this person to act this way. So we have these realistic expectations and then we couple them with our faith of in the same breath, we expect them to behave a certain way We in the same breath say, the Lord, I I want you to redeem and and strengthen and make this better, make this relationship the thing that I I hope it can be and not just what it is today. So that would be my number one thing that we would go into the holidays having realistic expectations. But then when the conflict, drama and all the feels happen, I think as Christians, we just need to kind of suck it up and be big girls a little bit with how we're handling it. And for the most part, just directly dealing with conflict. So a lot of times what we'll do is like we'll be texting our best friends or other people like, ah, this is happening, you know. Um, And instead, the Bible says if someone has sinned against you, you don't go onto social media. You don't text your bestie. You don't vent to your husband in the other room. You go directly to that person. And so the best way we can have healthy relationships during the holidays is to have the hard conversations And sometimes as Christians, or in an attempt to be whole, we'll think the most peaceful thing I could do is just to suck it up. And that's actually not helping anyone. But to instead say, I'm going to go to this person and say, you know, when you show up this way, or when you speak to me this way, or when you give my kids this, or undermine my authority in front of me, whatever is your thing that's hurting you, when you go to them, nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, I didn't know. The other one time out of ten is that person's like, "Well, you need to get over that," which would be the person who the counselor said have realistic expectations about what they're able to offer, and then you just move on because they can't, they aren't able to behave any differently.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's a that's like a truth bomb. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. So good, and so good as you head into all of these family events. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so good. Okay, Becky, we have a closing question for you that we ask all of our guests. Okay. And <laughs>
0: – She <it's>, sounded
1: nervous. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> um, and basically, our this is my favorite question, but what is something you said you'd never do as a mom that you're actually doing?
2: Oh, this is a really good question. <laughs> something that I said I'd never do – I'm so
0: Nicole's has let her kids eat like the food at the grocery store in the grocery cart like before we pay pay for it
2: okay so this is any not just the holiday I was thinking holiday specific so just anything in life okay the thing I said I'd never do that I'm doing as a mom oh man I should I should have thought about this more intentionally before I'm sure there's a (laughs) billion things um
1: Ends up with like TV. Yeah. I know.
2: Maybe like the playing with iPads, TV. Maybe it's simply the three. Okay. So we'll say the three year old is our third kid. And I think, okay. So yes, we're going to go with this one 100% because this is for sure. I was <laughs> very like, strict and disciplined with our first two and with a third one it's like I also started working and she's the third and it's like oh she's good and so we're just like way less disciplined with her we're paying for it but we're like and I just all those things it's like I would never be that kind of mom I'm so that kind of mom with her um but she's so stinking cute um, but she gets away with everything like she is the stereotypical third kid she she our nose, our she's nose mean nothing with her because she knows we're going to let her do whatever she wants to do. And, um, we're paying for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have broken nose. That's what yes. be broke, no. Our okay. nose
2: our no means nothing with her. The other two will like snap to attention and then she's just like laughing in our faces and then we're yeah. laughing too. Cause it's so cute. <laughs> I know. That's where it gets
0: dangerous. Yes. Yes. wheels are off the bus right now.
2: <laughs> totally
0: well it was so great to talk to you tell all of our followers where they can find you
2: yes i am i hang out primarily on instagram so if you want to chat that's the best place to find me so becky kaiser k-i-s-e-r or sacred holidays on um, instagram and then facebook as well and then website same as above. so if you want to find out more information and then if you're winning the sacred holidays books which will help you or the book which will help you with christmas but we have eight holidays and common struggles you can get that on amazon walmart.com target.com lifeway stores anytime and then we still have advent studies so even though december has begun you can start an advent study on december 25th and still center your heart around the coming of Jesus. so those You search Sacred Holidays on Amazon. You can order those today. It'll be at your house in two days, one to two days, and um, get started on your study. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you all for having me on. I love talking to you.
1: Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review so other moms like you can find us. You can find our blog at simplywholemoms.com,
0: and we are all over the internet on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook as Simply Whole Moms.
1: We'll be here next Thursday.